When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Drink it in. You can catch the season finale of Undercovered Ops on Player Profiler Radio Network on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, SoundCloud. If you are right here on YouTube, click that like button, subscribe, click the bell button so you get notified when any of us go live on YouTube. If you don't have notifications on, you probably missed out. Austin Eckler interviewed today with the Podfather. You can still go check that out, but if you would have had the bell turned on, you would have known when they went live. Surprise, surprise. It's almost playoff time, like I said, week 14. It's actually a shitty situation this year. Normally, this would be round one of the fantasy playoffs. Instead, we have four teams still on bye at the most important time of the year. Indianapolis Colts, Jonathan Taylor, New England, Miami, Philadelphia, no Hurts, no Mac Jones, Ramondre Stevenson, Miles Sanders, Goddard, Hunter Henry. But tonight, we're going to go through all four positions. Going to give you some undercover ops heading into the playoffs so that you can get through this Week 14 lull and go guns blazing into the fantasy playoffs. Uh, I'm excited because what's better than the fantasy playoffs? Like I was just talking to Podfather yesterday about this format that he's made on the Patreon leagues that he has. Patreon Power League that I'm in with him, it's just a standard league. We get to Week 14. It's king of the hill. You compete. Everyone who's not a top seed competes against each other to make the playoffs, etc. And the playoffs are normal, but he's in these best ball leagues where it's best ball all season. You don't set your lineups all season. It's best ball. And then when the playoffs come, you set your lineups. So it's kind of weird because typically in best ball, it's best ball all the way through. This is best ball to the playoffs. And then you have to make the decisions in the playoffs to what to do. But today we're going to start out with quarterback for the fantasy playoffs. Team I just talked about that's actually on by this week. But it's in a weird situation because Gardner Minshew came in last week and dominated, beat the Jets. But Jalen Hurts. Missed last week, going by this week. He's number five in fantasy points per game, week 11 and 12, number four on the season overall. Rushing only, week 10, 11, 12. 39 carries, 201 yards on the ground, three touchdowns. That's 38 fantasy points, 13 points per game just from rushing. No passing, just from rushing. Don't get it twisted. Just because Minchu Mania came in, ran wild on the Jets, does not mean he's the answer. The Eagles are on bye week 14. You wanted to give Hurts the max rest before running through Washington twice and the Giants as they try to creep into that, that seven seed in the NFC that's still actually wide open. It's Washington, San Fran at six and six. Yuck. The Eagles are still alive. The other quarterback that's very low-key because he's dust and they have a strong run game and the situation has just been what the situation has been. Ben Roethlisberger, 17.6 fantasy points per game, week 11, 12, 13. 14 touchdowns and two interceptions in games this season when he's not playing Cincinnati. 
two touchdowns, four interceptions in the two games he played Cincinnati. So 14-2, and two, touchdown interception ratio, not against Cincinnati. 16-6, and six, all games put together. The next three games, Minnesota, the interior defensive line is now healthy. They got Delvin Tomlinson back. They got Michael Pierce back. That is what makes that defense tough against the run. Eric Kendricks, Anthony Barr make that defense complete where it's tough to run, it's tough to pass because you have Harrison Smith on the back end with Patrick Peterson, you have Kendricks and Barr in the middle, and you used to have Pierce, Tomlinson, Daniil Hunter on the edge. You had a complete defense. The problem is Hunter's been out, Griffin's been out, both the D tackles have been out, and then this last week against the Lions, Peterson was out, Kendricks was out, Barr was out. This week, Tomlinson's back, Pierce is back again. They're going to be strong against the run. They're 31st against the pass. It's not going to be a Najee week on Thursday Night Football. Think more pass. Think Chase Claypool against Brashad Perriman. Think Chase Claypool against Patrick Peterson. Think Deontay Johnson against Mac Alexander. Like It's going to be ugly because this Pittsburgh pass offense is so much better than the Vikings pass defense. Tennessee, Kansas City in the next two. Tennessee's eighth against the run. Kansas City's ninth against the run. Tennessee's 20th against the pass. And Kansas City is 23rd against the pass. All three of these games are pass-happy situations and tougher to run against. So it's going to be a lot more passing to Najee, passing to Deontay, passing to Fryermuth. Not so much. They're not going to feed Najee 30 times in all these games against the Vikings, Tennessee, and Kansas City because it's tougher to do that up the middle against Chris Jones, Jeffrey Simmons, Michael Pierce. Like Those are hog mollies in the middle that you don't want to run against. Ben's going to be out there giving you fantasy points week in, week out. 17 and a half the last three weeks, like I said. 14 touchdowns, two picks. And in that 11-12-13, week 11-12-13, he played Cincinnati even. So expect 20 fantasy points per game from here on out. We go to Carolina. Since we last talked, Carolina fired their offensive coordinator, Joe Brady, because he didn't run the ball enough, is what they said. Well, I got news for you. After this week against Atlanta, they won't want to run very much. Very, very tough schedule. Expect Chuba Hubbard to eat this week, week 14, against the Atlanta Falcons. But in week 15, 16, 17, I'm going to be slamming Amir Abdullah. The last few games, Abdullah 28 snaps, 8 opportunities. Christian McCaffrey 19 snaps, 11 opportunities. Chuba Hubbard 8 and 3 opportunities. That's 28, 19, 8 in favor of Abdullah. Two weeks ago when McCaffrey was starting, McCaffrey had 39 snaps, Abdullah 16, Hubbard 14. McCaffrey, 23 opportunities, Abdullah 13, Hubbard 9. Four weeks ago, when Abdullah got to Carolina, it was Chuba Hubbard, 41 snaps, Amir Abdullah 21. And Hubbard had twice the opportunities, 26 to 13. Amir Abdullah has stolen those opportunities week after week after week away from Chuba Hubbard. This game against Atlanta is going to favor Chuba Hubbard because he's going to run the ball. He ran the ball over 20 times. He had almost 30 touches against Atlanta just four weeks ago. But don't expect that when they play Buffalo, who's number one in pressured percentage, Tampa Bay, number two in total pressures, and New Orleans, number one in yards per carry allowed, and fifth in total rush yards against. Completely shut down run defenses. When you think about that, it's Buffalo, Tampa, New Orleans, top of the list. It's going to be very tough for Chuba Hubbard to pay off the rest of the way. Amir Abdullah getting six, seven, eight targets a game. Expect him to be in that receiving role for, you know, McCaffrey. That Expect that. In a season full of, like, these old breakouts, like this Cordero Patterson, Laquan Treadwell, and Joku, why is Amir Abdullah not the answer in this passing game against 
Buffalo, Tampa, New Orleans. I get this Atlanta game. Everyone's going to go up this week. It's going to be Chuba time. Chuba's going to get 19, 20 carries. He's going to get two targets. Abdullah might get, you know, four or five carries, six, seven targets. People are going to chase the carries, not realizing they play Buffalo, Tampa, New Orleans. Go get yourself some Amir Abdullah for cheaper. I hope you already have him. We've talked about him before. They had a bye week last week. Before that, I said, go get Amir Abdullah, so be ready. Another older running back that, like, again, really? Devonta Freeman. Again, flashback 2015 when he was RB1 in fantasy football. What are we doing here? The last three games, he's RB8 on the season in fantasy football over Najee Harris, Ezekiel Elliott. The last five games, he's fifth in the NFL in running back routes run. Next four games, Cleveland, Green Bay, Cincinnati, Los Angeles Rams. Those guys are all bottom 15 in the dose score. You can go check out the dose score, fantasyintervention.com. My guy Chase Vernon over there. That's a dump off containment efficiency. It helps running backs catch the ball, period. Take that as what it is. Targets the last four weeks, 8 one, six, four. Three top 10 finishes the last five weeks. Devonta Freeman is just doing it. It's Devonta Freeman. It's Latavius Murray. Latavius Murray's pushing 32. Freeman is pushing 30, but Freeman's a lot more fresh than Murray is. Week 12, Murray had 25 snaps to Freeman's 40. Week 13, 32 to 38 in favor of Freeman. And this last week, week 14, 48 to 13 in snaps in favor of Freeman. 14 carries to two in favor of Freeman. Eight targets to two in favor of Devonta Freeman. Five receptions, 60 yards. Two weeks ago, six receptions, 30 yards. He's getting all the targets in this Baltimore running back pass game, whatever you want to call it. Keep pushing the button on Devonta Freeman. As pukey as it sounds, the rest of the way, Cleveland, Green Bay, Cincinnati, Los Angeles Rams, he will be just fine. Now, shout out in the chat, starting Devonta Freeman, starting Amir Abdullah, all you guys, shout out. In the receiver room in Baltimore, we've talked about this one last week as well. Last week, it was Mark Andrews, 27 routes, Marquise Brown, 25 routes, and then a big drop-off to Rashad Bateman, 17, Sammy Watkins, 15, Devin DuVernay, 13. It was Mark Andrews and Marquise Brown. This week, Hollywood Brown, 35 routes, Mark Andrews, 32. So it's those two guys at the top again, but there's a little bit of a movement here. Rashad Bateman plummets all the way down to the bottom of this list of five with 16 routes in one target, and drops a goose egg in the reception and the yards department. Sammy Watkins, 25 routes. Devin DuVernay, 25 routes, 11 slot routes. That's first on the team from a receiver standpoint. Mark Andrews had 20 routes in the slot out of his 32 total routes. So 66, 67% of Mark Andrews' routes are coming out of the slot. Devin DuVernay's next, and then Watkins and Bateman, and Marquise Brown are on the outside almost completely. Andrews, eight targets. Watkins, six. Hollywood Brown, seven. Now, an interesting tidbit about Sammy Watkins. Again, we're continuing the trend of just these old donkeys in a season where there's a lot of injuries. It's these old donkeys that are continuing to pay off. Amir Abdullah, Devonta Freeman, Cordero Patterson, Laquan Treadwell, David Njoku, Sammy Watkins in games with over 50% snap share. That's 50%. That's not even very much. 50% snap share for Sammy Watkins. If he hits that threshold, the only games he hasn't are games he left early or the one week he came back early from his injury 
and they didn't want to rush him back. If Sammy Watkins hit 50%, these are his stat lines. Four for 96, four for 44, four for 68, four for 49, four for 39 and a touchdown this week, and three for 48. Mr. Consistency. He's going to get his three or four receptions, most likely four, and he's going to get at least 40 yards receiving, possibly 100. You have that mid-ground. He's going to give you eight points. He could give you 14 points. It's not bad for Sammy Watkins. He doesn't look the best on the field, but they're looking at him. They're giving him six targets, seven targets. You have to use it. Let's go to Jacksonville. I ankle that a little bit. Talked about it a lot last week. Laquan Treadwell. Week 12 against Atlanta. Career high, eight targets. He's never had eight targets in his six-year career playing the, for the Vikings, Atlanta, and now Jacksonville. Ever. Eight targets, four for 53 in the air. We touted it last week. Then he one-ups himself week 13 against the Rams at the Rams. Jalen Ramsey, mainly on LaVisca Chenault, Darius Williams out there working on Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones is no more than the big decoy right now. He's getting some targets, but he's really not doing a lot with it. He had six targets, four for 43, but it's just like he's not getting any shine. Is Marvin Jones still Marvin Jones? I think so. But all the shine is going to Laquan Treadwell right now. LaVisca, nine targets in week nine, nine targets in week 13, eight targets for Treadwell, six for Marvin Jones. Then this week, Marvin Jones, three targets, two for 11. LaVisca Chenault, five targets, three for 30. And Treadwell, five targets, four for 62. Career high, 62 receiving yards, four receptions, 62 yards, back-to-back four reception games, over 50 yards receiving, Laquan Treadwell is having a mini breakout. And I warned you last week, look at the fantasy playoff schedule. It's Tennessee, it's Houston, it's New York Jets, and it's the New England Patriots. The Patriots are a tough matchup. I get that. Jalen Mills is only ranked 67 in the player profiler cornerback rankings. 67. That's his toughest matchup in the fantasy playoffs. Tennessee, Chris Jackson, ranked 107. Janoris Jenkins, if he's healthy, is ranked lower than that. Against Houston, Terrence Mitchell, 86th, and against the Jets, Javelin Gidry, 85th. He's got a pretty easy matchup going through the playoffs at wide receiver. You'd love to see it. And if you love that coach speak, if you love that BS from Urban Meyer, where you're like, ooh, I like this guy. Oh, cool, nice, whatever. Name a guy playing harder in the NFL than Laquan Treadwell right now, Meyer said, as he continues to talk about Aaron Donald. <laughs> he literally says, Name a guy playing harder in the NFL than Laquan Treadwell right now. The last four weeks for Laquan Treadwell, 24%, 33%, 72%, 91%, 92% snap shares. One, one, three, eight, five targets, 8, 20, 29, 107, 25 air yards. So last week, he had 53 yards receiving on 107 air yards. This week, he had 62 yards receiving on 25 air yards. Talk about yak. San Francisco at wide receiver. No Debo Samuel. I wish I could say no problem, but they lose to Seattle. Kittle completely blows up. We knew the bounce back was coming. He had two two receptions for 20 yards against the Vikings. It was like, this has got to be a George Kittle week. No Debo. Nine for 171, couple touchdowns. Completely blows the top off the defense. Six targets, three for 55 for Brandon Ayuk. 
Two weeks ago, three for 91 on six targets for Brandon Ayuk. We thought Juwan Jennings might do something, catch a red zone touchdown, one target, one reception, eight yards. Yikes. Yikes. It's about all you can say about Juwan Jennings. Sadly, he ran 15 routes. Elijah Mitchell ran 16 routes. Trent Sherfield, though, 24 routes, four targets, two for 16. Ayuk, like I said, six targets. Kittle, 11. Brandon Ayuk, wide receiver, 13 in the NFL since week nine. If you thought Laquan Treadwell had a peachy schedule, check out Brandon Ayuk. Cincinnati, Atlanta, Houston, Tennessee. Cincinnati, Atlanta, Houston, Tennessee. Brandon Ayuk will be just fine. His last five games, seven targets, eight, four, seven, six, six. 13.9 points per game. He's wide receiver 19 in that span. Wide receiver 20 is Adam Thielen. 21 is Lockett. 23 is Devonta Smith. I'm totally fine with this. And talked about this a lot before, but a big thing for me in these wide receivers is finding that dog mode. And when you find an article that talks about Brandon Ayuk, Kyle Shanahan, and kind of what made Brandon Ayuk's switch flip. Early in the season, he really struggled. It was like, what's wrong? Is he in the doghouse? Nobody could figure out why Brandon Ayuk was in the doghouse. It comes out in an article. Kyle Shanahan says, Brandon's got a funny way of communicating. I understand it very well. A lot of people would ask me, you know, did we have words? Yeah, of course we had words. A good dialogue, a good discussion. We talked almost a couple hundred times. My intent is to get him to be the best receiver he can be so he can help the Niners. And his goal is to be the best receiver he can be so he can help the Niners. So he can support his family and so he can have a hell of a career so we both can have the same goal. We both need to reach each other's goals together. Talk was a catalyst in Ayuk's resurgence and paid dividends for the 49ers. During the first five games of the season, eight catches, 90 yards. The last five, 23 for 336 and two touchdowns. Jimmy Garoppolo says, I think whenever a guy's doing, you know, whatever you want to call it, chippy stuff, blocking hard, he's doing little things, that means a lot. And you could see on the tape, you could see down the field, you feel his energy, so all those things, yeah, I think whatever it is with B that made him flip the switch, it's working. You just see a different type of BA, which is obviously Brandon Ayuk. Debo Samuel said after 49ers win, not afraid of anything. He got his confidence back and just goes out and balls on Sundays. And it happens day in and day out all week long. Those are like the, the, the little things you need to find. Read between the grapevines. People are just saying, oh, Brandon Ayuk is good. Yeah, but why is he back? Why does he look good now? Well, something flipped. Something flipped. He talked to Shanahan. He's getting his reps, and he's showing out. So I'm back in on Ayuk. He found it. I'm in. I found it. Washington, Terry McLaurin had a little down week. Casey Hayward locked on season. If you listen to the corner, youtube.com forward slash Cody Carpenter on Saturdays, you know Casey Hayward's a top five cornerback. He just happened to match up with Terry McLaurin on Sunday. Four targets, three for 22. After another week of four for 51 on seven targets. Bad couple weeks for Terry McLaurin, but expect him to bounce back. DeAndre Carter pretty much relegated back to nothing. Curtis Samuel's getting back in this lineup. Deami Brown's getting back in this lineup. And Adam Humphreys has been getting bumped up. 30 more snaps. He ran 31 last week, 30 this week. Two targets last week, five targets this week, four for 38. He's become that dump down guy, and they're just content playing Humphreys and letting Curtis Samuel and Deami Brown get healthy. Curtis Samuel, like I just said, 20 snaps last week, 18 this week. 
one more target for minus one yards. It's just like a slow motion thing. They're just like, all right, let's uh, ease him in. They don't want to come too Curtis Samuel. I think they plan on like, all right, these divisional games coming up. I think they play the Cowboys back-to-back games or the Eagles or something like that. Um, Diami, seven more snaps. He's the same thing. Curtis Samuel and Diami Brown is just like a slow motion for me, slow motion for me. They just don't want to rush him back. You know, that's just, it's, it's just a weird situation, but we want to see Curtis Samuel back. We want to see Diami. They both got the speed. This offense needs that opposite of Terry McLaurin right now. Logan Thomas goes down, was feared to be a torn ACL, but instead it's a micro tear. He's out for the season. Ricky Seals-Jones is coming back from a hip sprain this week. The last time he played was week 10. John Bates, 32 snaps, four targets, three receptions, 42 yards. He's a deep, deep one. John Bates. Who? John Bates. Tight end 27, ahead of Evan Ingram, David Njoku, CJ Uzoma, Albert Kuibunam. The last four games, 68% snap share, 95, 48, 52%. Three targets, three targets, one target, four targets, three receptions, three receptions, one and three. The problem is you don't actually want John Bates long-term. You might want him for the stretch run, but you want Semis Reyes. Semis Reyes, remember that name, basketball player of Tulane. He's 6'5", he's 260, he's number 80 on the football field. When you see them panning around, he's always like this massive dude that's just kind of there. He doesn't go on the field very much, but he's just there. What's he going to do? He's out there for four snaps this last week. He was active. He runs a 4.65 40-yard dash. It's pro day. 84th percentile speed score. 97th percentile burst. Best comparable to Mo Alley Cox. Sammy's Reyes should be on all of your Dynasty Taxi squads. All of them. Stash him away. Stash him away. Logan Thomas, like we just said, it's not a torn ACL, but it's a micro tear. If he doesn't recover right and he ends up tearing it at a later date, Ricky Seals-Jones, John Bates, why not Samis Reyes? Why not? Antonio Gibson, I don't need to talk about him very much. He's just completely dominating touches. 28 more touches this week, 36 last week. He's the fucking man. The fucking man. He's at the point where... You go to underdogfantasy.com, use that promo code UNDERWORLD, get up to a $100 deposit match back. Every week, you can pretty much depend on taking that Antonio Gibson rushing plus receiving over. It's just going to happen. He's the mainstay in this offense right now. There's too many injuries. Whatever they put that number at, take it. Unless it's at 120, take that number because he can push 120 week in and week out. So go take it. Detroit, Amon Ross St. Brown, Khalif Raymond, Josh Reynolds, TJ Hawkinson, you're thinking, Cody, why do I give a shit about any of these guys? Amon Ross St. Brown, he ain't doing anything. What are you talking about? 12 targets, 10 receptions, and 86 yards for Amon Ross St. Brown. With Swift out, it's been St. Brown, Reynolds, and Hawkinson. It is what it is, but it's it, it's not the best core of receivers, but it's not the worst in the league, <coughs> Giants. It's not bad, though. Josh Reynolds has played three games with Detroit, but only the last two have really been like full playbook. He's actually running routes and getting targets. He was in 90% snap share, but he didn't get targeted his first game, which makes sense because he was signed three days before. In the last two games in Detroit, he's wide receiver 17 over the last two weeks. Like I said, 12 and 13, wide receiver 17 between Diggs and Pittman. In that same span, the last two weeks, 
Amon Ross St. Brown is wide receiver 12. Jared Goff is QB 9. They have a tough game this week against Denver. Eh, but they have Arizona, Atlanta, Seattle in the fantasy playoffs. Chef's kiss all around. Hawkinson, Sam Brown, Reynolds. Even if you have to play Goff. Like, I played Goff this week because Hertz was out, and Goff was a sneaky one that I could add to play quarterback. And fan. It was just like a redraft league, obviously. But that Hertz thing kind of hurt. Josh Reynolds, seven more targets. Five last week, seven this week. Four for 69. Three for 70 last week. Khalif Raymond coming way down quick. Coming down really quick. Amon Ra going up. Kadero Hodge pretty much a zero. And TJ Hawkinson gets seven targets, four for 63, catches a touchdown. The second touchdown that goes to the tight end, we thought, oh, Hawkinson, two touchdowns. Psych. They have another guy. Looks like his doppelganger, Brock Wright. Three targets, two receptions, 28 yards for Brock Wright, the other tight end. 27 snaps and seven routes run in comparison to TJ Hawkinson's 35 routes, 19 of which were in the slot. It's not Sam Brown. It's Hawkinson playing the slot. It is what it is. I'm totally fine playing Josh Reynolds. I think Josh Reynolds is going to be here in 2022 as a wide receiver. I think they're going to go out and get one. But Reynolds' ascension, allowing Hawkinson and Sam Brown to do a lot more, you bring Swift back. Now you don't have to spend multiple top three-round picks, multiple million dollars on more receivers and free agency. You can say, all right, we have Josh Reynolds. We fell into our lap. He's not bad. He's 27 years old. He's starting to break out in this role. He's not a bad wide receiver. Keep him. So now maybe you go out, you get a, a Jamison Williams, a, a, a speed guy. You got Jamison Williams, Josh Reynolds, Amon Ross St. Brown, TJ Hawkinson, DeAndre Swift. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. Some small notes before we get out of here on this week 14 season finale of Undercovered Ops. I appreciate each and every one of you guys for sticking with me check out the look at that chat you guys up in the chat alpha dog like nico collins appreciate that been a hell of a year big shout out to my guy appreciate that man from week one kj osborne zay jones to week 13 laquan treadwell like exactly exactly andrew rinse and repeat week after week we're in here finding these dudes and like come on laquan treadwell man that's one where even a couple weeks ago, you guys knew I was not in there with Laquan Treadwell. But you come full circle and you see it before it actually happens. We saw the rise and we got in right before it happened. That's why we're here on Undercovered Ops. And yes, shout out Andrew in the chat. Undercovered Prospects will be back in the coming weeks. Going home to Minnesota this week. Could take up a couple weeks off of doing ops. I'm going to keep doing shows. The corner's still going to be on Saturdays. Sunday Sifter's still going to be on Sundays. News on that, I will be doing the starter stream show for the Podfather this Sunday and in two weeks. We're going to switch off every other week on this, the starter stream show on YouTube.com forward slash the Podfather. Click the like button, subscribe so you know. But yes, that's what we're going to be doing. Undercover Prospects will be back first week of January. Expect that. Be ready for it. We're coming. All right. Now, let's finish this out with some small notes before we get out of here. These are the big 10 takeaways that I got. 10 quick takeaways, and we'll get out of here, I promise. Number one, Laquan Treadwell is the wide receiver one in Jacksonville. He is. Number two, we're winding down on 2021, and Clyde Edwards hilaire is yet to score 23 fantasy points in his career. Jonathan Taylor did that last week with zero targets. Shut up. Number three, Cordero Patterson 
is running back six in fantasy in Atlanta. Imagine me telling you that before the season. Number four, Devonta Freeman is running back nine in fantasy since week nine. Next one. There is currently six rookie and sophomore wide receivers in the top 25 for PPR, and none of them are named Devonta Smith. Mark Andrews needs to outscore Travis Kelsey by 10.2 fantasy points over the next five games to finish as the tight end one in fantasy. Pat Fryermuth needs to outscore Kyle Pitts by 11.7 fantasy points over the next five games to finish as the rookie tight end one. Could you imagine that? Fryermuth outscoring Pitts in year number one. People would freaking die. James Conner is second in the NFL with 12 touchdowns, trailing just Jonathan Taylor. Imagine if I told you that before the season. Derrick Henry is still RB8. Michael Carter is still RB28. When he comes back next week, <laughs> he's going to still end up as an RB2, and he missed like four games. So my take sticks. Michael Carter, RB2, year number one. Let's go, baby. Carter hasn't played in three weeks. Henry hasn't played in five. Unreal. And last but not least, takeaway number 10. Amir Abdullah is about to be a fantasy league winner catching passes from Cam freaking Newton. What a year. See you on Sunday, starter stream. See you on Saturday, youtube.com forward slash Cody Carpentier for the corner, props and bets. Also, patreon.com forward slash Carpentier NFL. Come check it out with your boy. Jump in a Patreon league. Let's go, baby.